Michael, I don't want to sell my business. Why would I have to think about growing with selling in mind if I don't want to sell? We're going to talk about it on today's episode. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast. And I'm excited that you're here today because we're going to talk a little bit about growing with selling in mind. In so many instances, as I talk to business owners, whether uh, I'm looking to acquire their business or whether we're just helping them grow and scale, in so many instances, the challenge that I see is that they didn't actually grow to the point that they're at with selling in mind. And so in so many cases, they get to me and I'm looking to maybe acquire, they want to sell and they're in no place to sell their business, which means that they're going to get a lower price for their business. It's sort of like having your house and you want to sell your house, but you haven't cleaned it in months but then you bring people in to see your house to buy it, they're probably going to want to pay less because it isn't clean and it isn't prepared to sell. Now, hopefully that analogy makes a lot of sense to you because if you were to try to sell that house, they'd go, well, the, the walls need to be painted and the floors haven't been swept and this place is a dump. It's a mess. Now, if you're that kind of buyer, right, you see it on the uh, home channels where they're buying and flipping houses, right? They go in and they buy a house that's a mess because they have the means by which to turn it around. However, they usually get a really great deal on it. Why? Because the houses that are all in great shape and in perfect settings, they're going to demand a higher premium for that business. So that should actually, you know, turn on the light bulb for you. If you want to create or demand a higher premium to sell your business, then it has to be in good shape. You can't have swept anything under the rug. You can't hide anything in the closet. You can't hope that if the walls aren't painted that nobody will notice, right? Now that's, of course, very metaphorical. What does that mean in translation for your business? That means that your books need to be in order. Oh my goodness, the number of times I come into a business and see that their books aren't in order, it's amazing. Guys, you got to have your books in order. Now, <clears throat> I recommend something like QuickBooks or a software uh, of the like. But if you have somebody in your organization that's amazing at spreadsheets, then great, use a spreadsheet. A spreadsheet is perfect. It's wonderful. QuickBooks runs some really great reports. Unfortunately, QuickBooks is very challenging to use. So you might have to have somebody do that or work with you on it. Uh, to be able to utilize it in its uh, best format. But it is a, a powerful program uh, that is useful for all business owners. Now, the bigger your business, the more you might need something more complicated and or just a uh, professional to do it. And that is worth its weight in gold. Now, why would we want to start thinking about preparing to sell if we have no intention to sell? Well, this is 
super important because if you are going to uh, think about sell, keeping your business forever, you're, you're thinking, well, I don't want to sell. I love this business. It's my baby. I love doing this. Well, then let's think about your ideal scenario, your ideal situation in which staying in your business long term and keeping it maybe for another generation or two after you, what would you have to do to prepare that business to get it ready for it to do that? Now, here's the thing. You're going to sell it in one way or another, whether you sell it to another person or whether you pass it on to another generation after you, your kids, your grandchildren, whatever that might be, it has to be prepared to do that. Now, this is a really big deal. Can it run without you? Now, if you're an owner operator and it can't run without you, well, then your business can only demand a certain amount of money because if you're not in it, it can't do what it's doing. Now, I also have to say that there are a number of times when I talk to businesses where I come in and they think that they can leave their business and it'll run without them. However, with a little bit of analyzation, you find out very quickly that if they're not there, the business won't actually do what it's doing. So you have to be very, very aware of that. Now, in many instances, that means you have to hire somebody or you have to bring on somebody that can do the thing that you do. Now, this is really rough on an entrepreneur's ego, right? Because it challenges your soul. You think, I am the one that's the best at this thing. Nobody can replace me. I am absolutely needed. And that's, that is basically you thinking that you need to be needed. But there is probably somebody that's better at what you do than you are. Now, you might think, but if I bring them in, then they're going to take the business. Not necessarily. Not everybody has the risk tolerance to be able to take business liability under their own wing. You might have that as something that is an asset for you. And so it's important to look at some of the things that you do well and see if you can get somebody else that can do those things well or maybe even better. Because what might happen is you might actually have to pay them for it. But what do you pick up? Well, you pick up what you actually got into this game for in the first place. I would be super surprised if I were to talk to any of you out there and find out that you didn't get in the game to make a lot of money and gain financial freedom or independence, right? Those are different in case you didn't know, right? And if you got in the game for something besides that, as well as impact, right? I know a lot of you get in because of impact. I don't care about the money, Michael. Well, you know what? That's fine. I'm, I'm glad you don't care about the money, uh, but maybe you have the money uh, allotted for in some other way. Well, that's great. If you haven't and you're doing it for both, if you're doing it for the money, right, meaning independence, freedom, all of that stuff, and you're doing it for the impact, great. Now, I hope you have those two things and have them figured out in terms of how you're going to execute those, right? But if you're still working hard at your business and you haven't figured out a way to replace you, why not? What's in the way? Well, Michael, there just isn't enough margins in my type of business that I can work my way out. No, no, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. In fact, it's very unusual that as I look at a business that maybe I'm going to acquire, that I don't find a way to replace what that main person is doing. And that's important because sometimes I can find somebody to do it better than them, better than the owner operator. Now you're thinking, gosh, that sounds kind of mean, Michael. You're telling me that you can find somebody to do my job better than me? Yeah, 
Yeah, I can. And you have to start to think about that yourself. You have to start to think about that from the position of the business owner and say to yourself, hey, is there somebody I can bring in that can do this better? Now, are you going to pay for that? Yes, you are. But if you're paying for it and you gain somebody that can grow your business, well, now that's powerful. Now, what if you were to bring in a consultant or somebody that could mentor you like me, right? And you were to say, well, I'd have to pay you to do that. Well, yeah, but if I, if I actually were growing your company and it reached new heights, wouldn't it be worth it? would be totally worth it, right? Because now you're earning more money without necessarily having to gain the education or knowledge that you didn't have. And now together we could grow that company. So there's lots of benefits to being able to pay somebody like me, right? To come in and help grow and scale and help keep in mind the idea, the end goal of buying your time back, buying your freedom your independence, your ability to do the thing that you would like to do the most. Now, in many instances, entrepreneurs that have bootstrapped companies or built companies of any sort, they think they want freedom. They think they want to go and do nothing. Problem is, is you go and do that, doesn't take very long. I mean, I, I mean, I heard, I've heard in the past that maybe it takes somebody a couple of years to figure out, gosh, I am bored out of my mind. I really need to do something. They end up going back and doing what they were doing before. But if we can build with this idea, if we can grow with the idea of selling in mind, then what we're doing is we're creating an ideal scenario that you would like to be in that business and you may not actually want to sell. You may actually look at it and go, well, there's no real advantage for me to sell because I'm doing the thing that I love to do the most. Maybe it's maybe you love to do the books in your business. So maybe you take that on. Or maybe you hate the books and maybe you're like, I love the, I don't know, the graphic design. That's why I started this business so that I could actually be a designer and actually use my creative ability. And then as the business grew, I ended up managing and doing schedules and talking to clients and doing sales and doing marketing and all these other things. And I stopped being able to do the design. Maybe that's what you'd like to do. So then you have to work back into a position where you can do the thing you love to do and have people that are great at those other things step in and fill in those spaces. You'd be surprised how often you can actually make more money when you start to do that. And that's a long-term play. Now, does that actually set you up for selling in the long term? Yeah, it'll set you up for selling much better because if... I can actually buy the business and it doesn't need you. Now, all of a sudden, the business is worth more because that means it can do what it's doing without you there, without the owner operator there. And that is so valuable. Now, if you're, let's say you're in a dancing bear type business, right? That means your face has to be there. Your personality, your likeness has to be in the mix in order for that business to go. Well, then there are ways. There are ways that we can actually work out of that so that it isn't dependent upon you solely and the business can run even if your face isn't there doing the dancing bear thing. That's an important element to take into account because if you're running a dancing bear business, I, I'm, I'm not dogging it. I have one as well, right? But if you're running a dancing bear business and you haven't figured out a way for it to run without you there, then actually you aren't growing it to sell. You're just growing it to bring in money at the time. And if you happen to not work for two or three months, then there goes the money. It's out.
So we've got to be able to build, grow, and scale with that idea in mind. We're growing to sell. And in that process, we have to take steps to replace you and allow you to do the thing that you love to do the most. And in that process, if that part is figured out, you may actually find out you don't want to sell because there's no reason to. You're just doing the thing you like to do the most. And you've put in the piece, the pieces that will actually make it possible for you to keep it long-term instead of sell. Or you might find out that you do want to sell and you want to go start another one and do it again or purchase another one like I do, right? So whatever your situation is, it can be adapted for and we can account for that along the way. But it is important that you continue to remember to grow with selling in mind. This is a really, really important subject. I hope I've hit home for you today in that. And I hope that you start thinking about it. If you need some help, please reach out. Let me know. Love doing this stuff. Love helping grow and scale and mentor other businesses to do that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun thing. When we go through to invest in a business or buy a business, we're constantly looking for these things. And yeah, maybe there are people out there that would like to flip your business like they would flip a house that was in distress because they know it, they have the team, they have the ability to buy it. But honestly, if you're trying to get top dollar for your business, you're going to have to make sure you account for this idea. You've got to be able to replace yourself. Now, there are many other things on the list. And if you'd like to hear more about that, let me know. Put in the comments. Let us know that you'd like to hear more on this topic so that we know to create more content for you that's on this subject. Anyway, I hope this has helped. I hope you guys are doing great at business. I hope everything is going well for you. And uh, keep moving forward. Keep growing. Keep working on your choreography in your business. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.